Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. If you were to write a love song about the city of Edmonton, what would it be called? Churchill Square Love Affair. Coming to you almost live from a 16-bit street fight, this is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. And we are your hosts. But... We're not the only people in the room today, unlike our last show, which uh, has been downloaded an alarming amount of times, which means that our 40s of listeners need stuff to do. So this week, we're giving you something to do. We've got Erica Viegas in the studio with us today. Erica? Erica is a local singer-songwriter. She's got a lovely voice. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for singing on your website and CD. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no problem, I try. <laughs> <laughs> and you succeeded. Um, so you are uh, a young woman in Edmonton who's decided to embark upon a singing career. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is a decision that one comes to lightly. No. No. So so how did you get started in all this stuff? Well, I started um, when I was pretty young. Uh, there's always music around my family for sure and then um, when I was about 10 I really wanted to take voice lessons so I called up all the voice teachers in Shard Park and (laughs) and, uh, someone agreed to take me on and um, started training classically for a little while and then I got into lots of competitions pop competitions and kind of did a bit of just shows here and there yeah and then um, started writing music probably about five years ago and realized there's lots of open stages and things like that in the city so started playing at those a little bit more and um then a few people from there just encouraged me to record and i had always been thinking about it um and then finally just bit the bullet and did it so it's really it's like a 15 year journey though really kind of i feel like the bulk of it's kind of happened in the last few years though um just because singing your own music is really different than singing someone else's Mm -hmm. and i had never really played I, I played piano and guitar before, but I never played it on stage. So it's been kind of a different a different feeling to to have that much of yourself on there and, and uh, yeah, meet people that that are going in that direction. Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, how does a 10-year-old know about voice lessons? <laughs> because I didn't know about anything when I was 10. Arguably, I don't know about anything now either, but... Was this something, I mean, you obviously were so into it. I was into it, but I was always a pretty independent kid, too. Um, my my mom and dad um, immigrated to Canada when I was three. Uh, where are they from? Um, <laughs> they're from Goa in India. Okay. Um, but, but I was born in Bahrain, which is in the Middle East. Okay. And so we came to Canada when I was three, and my mom, my dad was working, and my mom couldn't drive. Um, at that time. So I had to do a lot of stuff myself. I think my, f- my first day of kindergarten, I took myself to school <laughs> and registered myself and everything. So wow. I think I just, I, I was kind of used to doing things on my own. And my mom had put me in piano lessons when I was young, but I didn't practice. So oh, by the time, Erica, yeah, I know. you squandered their money. I know. <laughs> I know. So by the time I wanted voice lessons, she was like, I don't think so. <laughs> and I just called everyone until I found someone and arranged it all. And then I told her, 
you know, can I take them? And made the teacher talk to her. And <laughs> Holy cow. One so, step kindergarten, the next step voice lesson. Yeah. I don't even have that degree of independence now. <laughs> I have a helper monkey who I accidentally locked in the car. Uh, he's in there right now, so I hope he can breathe. <laughs> yeah. Give him a little <laughs> ventilation. <laughs> uh, so now you have an EP out. Yeah. Right. And that's it's got like five songs on it. Yeah. Uh, how what was that process like what's it like to you know from from when you're writing the songs it sounds like the way you the way you said oh i started writing songs when i was 20 you made it sound like it was no big deal i have trouble composing a grocery list (laughs) so i'm curious about what that process is like um well i think i'd probably been writing all along um there was little little songs that i had kind of snippets of things that i had written or things looking back now that I'm like, oh, I don't know if you could call that a song, but it was something. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think I usually it just happens with like sitting at one of my instruments and just playing like a sequence of chords until I find something that I think kind of sounds good. And it usually just comes out all at once. The words, the melody, everything. And you're just like, shit, where's a pen? I need a pen. (laughs) But it doesn't happen every day. Yeah, that big, that big one, the big pig pen. Are you actually, uh, okay, yeah, so I owe $1 into the swear jar. Oh. Yeah, we started doing this last show. I immediately regret it. Every time you swear $1. As, well, you're the one who's the potty mouth. I know. And uh, you wanted the show to go uncensored, and this was the price you literally had to pay. <laughs> and how much have you paid now? This, including this, $7. So not very much, but... And where does it go anywhere? We're going to, uh, we're actually probably going to get our listeners to choose a charity. Oh, cool. To donate it to. And I'm keeping the tax receipt, you awesome people. <laughs> there we go. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that's fine. That's, that's... So you, you sit down and they sort of spill out and then you wonder where the pen is. Yeah, I wonder where the pen is and I write them down and... Um... Lately, in the last little while, people have given me things to write about, too. Um, so, like, oh, can you write a song for my birthday? Or I wrote a song oh, really? for um, Mother's Day, or for my mom's birthday. Um, and uh, sometimes I, I go, I, I um, work at the university, so I take the LRT every day. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, just sitting on there, it's one of the only times I have completely by myself. I'll think of things and then go home and try and figure it out. But it's not like I write a song every day or that it's just like this constant flux of And you're not setting goals to do that kind of thing, are you? I don't know. Not really. In the past um, month, I've actually co-written with some people, and that's been interesting. Um, It's just a totally different process than I'm used to of actually going to someone's house and sitting down and saying, okay, well, now we're going to write a song, and this is what it's going to be about. Um, and we've come up with stuff and it's been neat, but it's, it's still just so different than the way that I've been writing in the past. Yeah. 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 I don't like writing with anyone. That's why whenever Scott invites me over to write stories together, I just say no. Um, Poor Scott has to do them all alone. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I sit there scribbling away by myself. It's a sad (laughs) story. It's a sad story of my life. And all that he winds up producing are stick figures with straight line tears coming from their faces. It's pathetic, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so you've you've been uh, working with with other people lately. Yeah. Um, are is that uh, for something for stage? Are you working on another album, like a compilation album, with some people? Um, well, I think the idea for the EP was always to um, kind of record the five songs and see 
to, to create a little bit of a name for myself and maybe get a bit of radio play around town and maybe other places and then release a full-length CD. So when that full-length CD will come out, I'm not entirely sure. And the EP has only been released for a couple months. So yeah, that's right. I, um, there's not like a huge push to do it right away. But um, yeah, just compiling songs for that when it eventually happens and 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 just kind of growing that writing muscle even if nothing comes of the songs and I never do anything with it it's still kind of a neat experience so. something that you need to keep working on yeah other, like any other skill mm-hmm. yeah. it atrophies if you don't keep exercising it yes yeah. like math well like, and I think they usually like <laughs> oh don't talk to me about math <laughs> why do you love math no I don't love math I was always I, I always sucked at math. Oh, so did I. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, at the, before we started recording that you have a business degree. Yeah. So you went to the U of A, obviously. I did. Yeah. And what what did you what did you go to school to do? I um, majored in marketing. Oh, you're one of us. Yes. <laughs> you are one of us. So um, I do have a business degree, but I wanted it to be a little bit more creative, and I I kind of toyed with the idea of maybe doing music or maybe not, and. Uh, I think that the marketing degrees definitely help me in music a lot. How exactly? Um, I think I, my brain kind of works in the creative way, but it also works works that okay, if if we can take this song or the CD and look at it as a product, then what are the best ways to get it out there? Um, and it's the really similar concepts to, you know, marketing a box of cereal as yeah. marketing a an. An album or Erica O's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how those would taste, but <laughs> yeah. So do you, I mean, you're, you're using social media sort of to promote yourself, Yeah. but it's, it's your name and that's obviously how you identify as an artist. Yeah. Was that, was that deliberately to promote your music or were you just interested in sort of playing around with that kind of thing? With social media? Yeah. Some parts of social media I, I was always kind of involved in. Um, I always had Facebook and that sort of thing. And I started to realize that it that it could have a really big impact on music. Mm-hmm. So um, I never had Twitter before I, uh, before uh, music at all. And that I found has been really good to start conversations or to meet new people and to find out what, what people are interested in and what people are saying. Um, I never thought I'd be a Twitter person at all, but it's been really neat. Do you actually identify as a Twitter person? <laughs> it's, it's funny because I, I played for um, a fundraiser they had for Haiti. Right. And I got invited through Twitter. And when they met um, the organizer, um, who's Zoom Jer. Oh, yeah, Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, everyone knows who he is. We yeah. talked about him like two. I think we've talked about him about half a dozen shows. Maybe we should just get him on the show yeah. as opposed no. to continue talking around. No, him. I want to build up the legend of Zoom Jer a little bit more. So he, when we were doing that, um, he had said like, well, why don't you come and meet me? And then we can kind of talk about it a little bit more. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. What if you're not real? What if you're like a, <laughs> you know, 80 year old man and you're not anything like I think you are. And but And he is an 80 year old man, <laughs> right? right? When he I actually saw bacon. him, I was like, oh yeah, he, he does love his bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it kind of put, it put my mind to ease after kind of meeting some of the people that I had um, been interacting with and realizing that they were real and, uh, mm. And getting to work, especially on charity things with a group of people like that, was really cool. So, yes. So yes, you like Twitter. I I'm not on there all the time. Oh, I know. But who is other than me? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of other charity work have you done? Well, um, 
on the CD, the last song is called Thank You. And um, I wrote it after going to India to volunteer for a little while. And uh, so a portion of the proceeds from the CD go back to the school there. And um, that's one that I'm really, really involved in. And uh, music lends itself to a lot of different things. I've done charities for kids in Cambodia and um, Christian organizations and spiritual organizations and non-Christian organizations. And I don't know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty open as long as it brings kind of a good feeling and a good message. And um, Haiti was one. And uh, it was kind of cool because I actually wrote a song just the, the morning off for the really? fundraiser and that never usually happens where I can do something like that on the spot but that was that was kind of neat and yeah cool um so you you were in India you were in Mumbai right yeah now was that after all the craziness happened down there or I think it was it was before oh, okay yeah so it was you were just down there because you wanted to go down there yeah but my mom and dad were actually there right around the time that all that happened oh my gosh yeah um, Anywhere in the uh, danger zone? I think they had been to the hotel a few days before. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But then at the same time, you still got to live life and of travel course. and do all those things. Of course and you do. I know a lot of people are like, oh, would you ever go back there? Of course I would. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't think things like that happen every day. But it was really unfortunate that it did. Of course, yeah. Yeah, That that's terrible. Now, you had talked about... Um, Obviously, you you have a job. You're you're doing. Are you doing marketing at the university? Um, I'm doing fund development. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it, do you eventually want to get to the point where music is sort of your primary thing? You do. That is one of your goals. Yeah, I think that would be wonderful. Um, I try as much as I can to be where I am mm -hmm. and enjoy the things that are going on as they are. Um, yeah, I, I've been. I've been passionate about it since I was a little kid. Yeah. And so I, I would I would love that and I think at some point it'd be really neat to explore that a little bit more, maybe do some touring in Canada and and kinda see that a little bit more. Yeah, for cool. sure. But I'm trying to not, you know, sit there every day and be like, Oh, if only I could do that, if only I could do that and kind of enjoy where I am at the same time. Yeah. Now we uh, brought up social media and you're getting involved with relief work and you're kind of um marketing yourself over Twitter, over Facebook and whatnot. Yep. Has it been difficult for you to uh, get your name out there in Edmonton or have you found it to be, I suppose, what a fairly welcoming community to you as a musician? I found it to be really welcoming. I think it, even a lot more welcoming than I thought it would be. Um, when I first recorded, I think one of my, I only had really two goals was one to have a few people that didn't know who I was know who I was and the second was to one day randomly hear my song on the radio just like driving around and so yeah when I when I started up some of those pages and realized oh my goodness there's a lot of people on here that I don't know that was a pretty neat feeling uh, and the whole Edmonton music community as a whole is so supportive like I um go to a lot of people's gigs see tons of musicians at my gigs and it's just kind of like I don't know a really little almost family like a support group you're always seeing the same people all the time and um it's been kind of neat to meet some of the people that are on some of those social media venues at shows and things like that and like i said realize they're they're real people and get to interact with them and that kind of thing so 
yeah, it's been cool. Where did you, uh, have you heard your song on the radio randomly? I did, yeah. What uh, radio station played your song? MCKUA. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just, I was driving to an appointment just a couple weeks ago, and for the most part, if it's on the radio, the host will usually call me and say, like, oh, we're planning to play you or whatever. So I, I've heard it a couple times, but it was like I, I tuned in or I, I knew if I couldn't tune in that it was probably going to play at that time. Yeah. So I was driving to an appointment and kind of flipping through the channels, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that sounds right. Ah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> or you just say, like, who is this? I but think I know this song. <laughs> it is. It's kind of weird because you recognize it, but it, you don't recognize it as yourself almost. It takes a while. And then when you actually do hear it, it doesn't feel like you it feels like someone that sounds like you or something <laughs> i don't know and i was by myself too so there wasn't really anyone i was like yay oh okay well <laughs> i'm the <laughs> I only one myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've played at a few uh a few different festivals around uh, edmonton and the province it looks like yeah um are you going to be doing some more of that stuff this summer yeah yeah where um, are you playing this summer um, well, the Central Music Festival I'll be doing and uh, a, a couple little things in the works. So I'm not sure if they'll all pan out, but I hope to be doing um, a little bit more of that stuff. And there's lots of really great venues in the city that I've been playing yeah. at and that kind of thing, too. So hopefully uh, maybe I'll make it down to Calgary to do some stuff and branch out of <laughs> Edmonton. But yeah. Like Calgary, real music sound. <laughs> Just kidding, Calgary. No, they've you got some actually really cool people yeah. in Calgary too so there's some pretty outstanding creative types period yeah. Yeah. yeah who come out of Edmonton and Calgary and Red Deer Red Deer has its fair share they've got they've got that artsy college down there <laughs> I'm just like bugging Red Deer we uh we do pretty well for ourselves in the capital region That's yeah true. and uh it's been interesting there's just different programs to support artists that I've been noticing pop up uh, my friend Ria March has a program called U22 productions which is um just a mentorship program for artists who are under 22 and so some of the people that i've seen pop out of there um they have a stage at folk fest and perform around town and you think oh you're 12 and how can you write music like that it's so neat to see i uh i sat at one of the sessions at one of the u22 stages at folk fest and it was astonishing how good some of these artists were like it made me feel like I had accomplished very little with my life. Yeah, they're they're pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was unbelievable. Do you ever go to Folk Fest, Scott? No. Oh. All right. Not for uh, <laughs> a lack of interest, but for a lack of time. Yeah, I know. It There's takes a, a lo- whole weekend. Edmonton, you are called Festival City. Yes. There are too <laughs> many goddamn festivals in the summer, and I can't get to them all. And I apologize for that. But... You gotta understand. What's your favorite festival? Every single week. Ooh, question from the guests. Ooh, <laughs> um, there's a lot of good festivals. Uh, I really enjoy Taste of Edmonton. Oh, me too. Uh, because I like food. Uh, me too. I'm the biggest foodie you'll ever meet. Aren't you guys be... finding though that like the the amount of money that you? It, I don't know. If it this is, is. It is. True. It is an expensive. It can be pricey. And it yeah. seems like that more things cost more tickets now than they did maybe I don't know a period of time ago. At a and time temporarily the moved too, and there's yeah, kind of sometimes but there's some new stuff. That's not to say that I don't like it. I'm just like sometimes I'm just like ah, oh, I could you know spend this money and eat a full meal of something instead of many different bites of things. But yeah. that's fine. It, it's still wonderful. I would also be remiss if I did not mention the Fringe of Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, being a sort of actor sort, 
I would be remiss not to mention that. Um, there's there's a lot of festivals. Yeah, mm-hmm. there really are. The Heritage a ton. Festival is a really good one. Oh, that's foodies. good for food. Yeah. yeah, is that one of your favorites? Yeah, it is. Just because there's so much food and there's. I don't know. I, I love the cultural aspect of it all and getting to try things from different places. And it's mostly food that you never would eat otherwise. Or no. a lot of it is, unless you kind of go to, you know, the stuff that you normally gravitate towards. So. <laughs> yeah. I recommend the pickled herring from the uh, the Dutch booth. Ah, I like pickled okay. herring. Do but uh, that's because my mom is Norwegian. So uh, I, uh, I basically grew up with pickled herring. Hmm. And uh, Anita doesn't like fish doesn't like fish it's terrible it is it's tragic it's a tragic story so you don't get pickled herring too often not very often (laughs) or ever (laughs) actually uh and of course on the subject of festivals there's uh a nerd festival it's entering its uh (laughs) what sixth year which is uh correct pure speculation festival and what what is involved in the nerd festival i wonder if i could uh it is it is a it is a celebration (laughs) of uh (laughs) nerd and geek culture there's uh authors uh media people gamers uh it's board gamers and so what role-playing would constitute gamers. a nerd then we're all such nerdy a, in our own right it's such a it's true broad category it is, it is a broad category uh in this case the pure speculation festival started as a speculative fiction convention okay and it expanded its horizons and rebranded itself as a festival to take part in the festival city atmosphere and uh it's a good time so what could erica do there she could what kind of like you might have to write a whole new set of songs to perform there and probably wear like alien uh, my my songs i think are (laughs) there there are a lot about sort of connections with people and uh I wouldn't say that they're simple, but the message in them is pretty straightforward. And um, yeah, like I like I said, I wrote a song about how much I love my mom, or I <laughs> you know. So I sometimes feel like, uh, as opposed to like really heavy metal stuff, or it is a bit nerdy. But hey, it. Re- I don't I, know if people would call it nerdy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You're nerdy because you are so passionate about it, perhaps. Maybe about music. I yeah. guess. Yeah. She's a music nerd. A geek, according to uh, a more or less official definition that but, I, yeah, I recently d- saw, is a person who has uh, obsession and intelligence. Oh, well, that's not too bad of a... A nerd a nerd has nerd, yeah. intelligence and... Uh, I believe it's intelligence pants. and... No, and, uh, and social <laughs> <Suspenders>. awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. And social and, awkwardness. And hats with propellers on them. A dweeb has all three. Oh, Oh. So that's how that, that's it breaks like, down. The dweeb is like the most powerful creature in all of nature then? No, because they're Except for its awkward. awkwardness, yeah. But couldn't it, it defeat an entire army by being awkward or something? Well, an entire army might feel bad and just <laughs> yeah. be like, I'm sorry, guy. Do you, do you want a few bucks or something to go get <laughs> yeah. a hamburger? <laughs> we feel really bad about this. <laughs> it's awkward. Um, Oh, I was going to ask you a question because that's what we do here. <laughs> I have a question. Please yes. go. Um, you just basically admitted to being a music nerd. Yeah. Um, what kind of music do you enjoy listening to? Every kind of music. Um, I grew up listening to a lot of, and this is partially, I think, where I, I feel a little bit geeky. Not that it is geeky. I grew up listening to a lot of country music. Um and got ridiculously made fun of when I was growing up, which is why on this CD I was like, 
if it starts to sound of a country, maybe we <laughs> I heard a story and I I can't for the life of me remember. I I'm this is a secondhand story. I'm not trying to perpetuate an urban myth here. And I don't recall which musicians were involved, but there was a a, a notable jazz musician who uh was uh was fairly big. He went uh, with some friends after a gig, uh, several other jazz musicians who were notable at the time. Uh, and they went to a bar, and he went to the jukebox and started playing country song after country song after country song. And his friends, all of them jazz musicians, were horrified and were like, why why are you listening to all this country music? You're a jazz musician, and country music is awful. And he was like, what are you talking about? Country music isn't awful. Every country song is its own tragic story. And that's the beauty of the country music is that it tells a complete story in the song. It makes you cry and then you feel manly. And uh, and that's why he really enjoyed country music, despite the fact that he would never in a million years play country music. He would always listen to it. He would. He loved listening to it. So, I, I always love this. I, I think that a lot of the stories are really cyclical and there's some I mean. There's always a joke that, like, you know, the cat and you took my car and you took my truck and you took my dog and everything else. And <laughs> yeah, there definitely are songs like that. But I think some, yeah, some of them are really cyclical. Like, they'll start at one point and they'll tell a story and then they'll come back in a different way. And I really like that about kind of country music writing and um, the storytelling that went on in there. Uh, lots of jazz stuff and, like, lots of old standards and uh, pretty much everything. There's not... There's not really any music that I don't like. And I just, I love seeing people who are passionate about what they do. And I think you'll find that in any type of music. And even if it's something like really heavy that might not super resonate with me, I still love the fact that those people love what they're doing. Yeah. Um, Especially when watching things live. So, yeah. So we talked about Lady Gaga before the show uh, started. Are you a big Gaga fan? I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but I think she's really smart. She's got catchy music, and I think there's there's I actually got in a debate with one of my friends about her the other day. But uh, I think there's music for everything, and um, whereas I might not sing her music, I still want to listen to it when I go out dancing with my girlfriends, even though I'm not the greatest. <laughs> and uh, I still want to listen to something when I'm going running or when I'm working out, and um, my, and my music definitely is not the music to go, um, you know, for a marathon run or nightclub. No, I, I honestly can't say I can picture <laughs> myself doing that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's there's music for everything. And, and I think that she's great at marketing herself and creating an, uh, a brand entity, kind of. And... Uh, yeah, her music's catchy. It's going to get stuck in your head, and that's great. Poker head's stuck in my head. Or poker head. <laughs> poker face is stuck in my head, not poker head being stuck in my face. This is just tragic. <laughs> it <I> was... really <laughs> is. <laughs> You're not supposed to say that. This is brutal. Um, <laughs> uh, I was going to ask you, because a lot, of the, uh, a lot of the music that's being produced nowadays, artists are... Um, you know, putting out versions on the web that they're allowing people to then take and mash up. Yeah. Is that something you would ever see yourself doing? Because I could, I, I listened to a few of your songs this afternoon and I was thinking it'd be kind of cool to like maybe speed the tempo up a little bit, put some hip hop beats in there. I don't know, something really bizarre. People have asked me actually if they could do it before. And so far I haven't been, I don't know. I think it'd be neat to see what people come up with, but I think, 
I think because I'm kind of trying to get it out the way that it is, it'd be kind of crazy if someone else's version like took over and did really well. And then it was like this crazy techno punk version, which is really different than me. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it would be it would be neat to listen to it for sure. I'm going to make a techno punk version of her music. Yeah. <laughs> I have not got the training to do this. I'll, I'll know who did it. I mean, Scott's to. going to. Hey, so then maybe it can play at the club. Yeah, and then cover you can, all the bases. And then, then you'll cover like <laughs> a third goal that you don't, didn't have until right this moment, which is to hear yourself played one night at the bar when you're dancing. Yeah. And it'd be like, wow, this is me, and I'm going to kill the person who did this. Adam! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting in the back of the club, snickering. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that. No. Well. No, he'd be on the dance floor snickering. Uh... Have you had any difficulties um, along the way, stumbling blocks yeah. in uh, in getting out there and getting started? Kind of. I think everyone has them. Uh, I think I I am pretty good about just contacting everyone that I can and um, trying to get out as much as I can. And I've had lots of success, but I've also had a lot of people that either A, haven't responded or B, have responded no. And that goes for festivals and gigs and radio and everything. I've had no's and everything. Um, what kind of no's? Are they just like, no, it's not it's not the kind of music we are interested in playing or... Yep, sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's just no response at all. There's lots of no response at alls, um, which is fair because I'm sure I'm not the only person and they probably get bombarded with things, right? Um, some, not this year's. But at the same time, you try and focus on the fact that there's lots of yeses, you know? And, uh, and I think a lot of stumbling blocks kind of come from myself sometimes. I think every everybody has these moments where you you wonder, am I really good at this? Or, um, you know, I'll, I'll watch another artist play sometimes and think, oh my goodness, they're so good. And what makes you feel like you equate? Or um, I had gone the other week to um, a session, one of the uh, groups in Edmonton, one of the music groups in Edmonton, put on a session where there was like a different record labels that that had a panelist there kind of speaking about getting signed and all the rest of that stuff and it was a in a really small venue and there was probably like 300 people that showed up from Edmonton it was packed and some artists that I really admired were there and uh some people that I didn't know and it was it was just so packed that it kind of made me think at the end of the day and how do you stand out and do you stand out and will you ever and is there a point and and then yet I have these days and someone will send me an email that's like oh I heard your song and I really liked it or someone gave me your CD and I'm going through the same thing or something so there there's usually like this weird way that somehow I feel okay on the days where and I have a lot of them I have a lot of wonderful days and I have a lot of days where it's a bit I don't know you you wonder and talking about doing music full-time, when you start thinking about maybe wanting to eventually go in that direction, um, that the thoughts come up even more, yeah. right? It's like, well, are you really good enough? Do you think you are? And are enough people going to listen to you? So I, I, I think a lot of stumbling blocks probably come internally. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way. And, and the way that I've explained it to myself so that I can feel really good about it is that really smart, conscientious people think that way. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be funny. I, I'm serious. I think that 
that if you're really passionate about what you do and, and, and you're, you're trying to go about it in a, you know, sort of methodical way, you want to be successful at it. You're going to have those days where you're just like, God, what am I doing this? I don't feel like I'm good enough. And, and then, and then, like you said, it's almost magical the way something or someone will come out of the blue. It's a very human thing, I think, to feel great sometimes and to feel awful sometimes. I think that's one thing that really kind of binds us together. And if, we never had the days when we, we felt awful. We probably would never improve. Yeah. And we'd probably be the types of people that no one wanted to be around anyway. Yeah. And and it's interesting because there's, there's some artists that I've really looked up to in the city and otherwise that I've gotten to chat with. And uh, I sometimes ask them, like, do you, I watch you on stage and you're amazing and you're so confident. Do you ever have days where you don't feel great? And they're like, all the time. You know, for a lot of people, it's every time they step on stage. And I've had people say to me, well, you look like you're doing great. Like, I would never think that you think that. And it's kind of like this big, like, bond wave of relief that goes over everyone where it's like, hey, you feel that way too? Yay, okay. we're all insecure. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and, and, yeah. It's that insecurity that keeps you grounded. Well, yeah. And if, like you said, if you thought you were awesome, why would you ever try and change and improve and grow and, and do different I, things? I, I wonder more and more looking at, the artists that who are really big or successful. My brother and I went to watch um, John Mayer when he was playing here. Um, and I, I sometimes wonder, like, the more successful you get, does that even grow? Does that grow more and more? Because there's a lot of there's a lot more pressure on you in some ways. Do you get to the point where you're like, well, I'm so great. It doesn't matter. Everyone's here paying for me. Or, or is it? Oh, there's so many people paying for me that I have all this pressure to to make them happy, and it's probably a balance of both. I would right? I would hope that it's the latter. I think that an artist who starts thinking, oh, I don't care, you know, I can just go up there because everyone's paid for their ticket, they're not going to be at the top of the charts for very long. Yeah, and they're not going to have a lot of fans for very long. Yeah. So if you're if you're sort of always not, I don't want to say always worried, but like a, like you put it before, always striving to improve and change then then you're you know you're ahead of the game but i do think that creative people experience more of that up and down yeah i'm sure that in the general population you could you probably find that's true probably i um i read this article um on katie lang when she was performing at the olympics and i think most artists would say like i would die for a chance to do something like that such great exposure and such a cool event and you sometimes forget that it's a person going up there with all their issues and insecurities and everything. And she was saying for three months before she sang that one song that she was singing, she meditated every single day on performing it. She had acupuncture. She had like all sorts of things to calm her down because she was so nervous about it. And I mean, you, you can do great or you can flop. And she said she just had so much stress over performing this one song that it was like, she really had to focus so much. And then the the one Olympian um, luge um, athlete that passed away, right. she said they had kind of talked about it right before she was going on stage. And then she, she said she realized, like, in the grand scheme of things, this is my love. I just have to sing. Like, it's not the biggest deal. Um, and that was kind of interesting to hear because you think, like, well, she does that every day. She's obviously performed at the Grammys and all sorts of things before, so why like why get nervous over a performance? And I sometimes when I am watching the Grammys or something like that, a really big award show, it's almost like if it's an artist that I like, I can feel it in the pit of my stomach, almost what that must be like to 
have to stand there as cool as it is and realize there's 20 million or however many people watching you and and expectations yeah so i mean it would be amazing but i think it would also be terrifying yeah, <laughs> yeah. and that's what makes it fun <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> wouldn't have thought that at all uh on that note we're going to take a short break but whereas normally we would hear a little bit from our sponsors i think we should hear a little bit from erica who if i'm not mistaken has a brand new song which she's debuting on our show this week yes i i just just got the master back um it got mastered in the states and it came back to me just a couple hours ago so um it's called every sunday and i wrote it for my mom i was saying on her on her 50th birthday she'd asked me to write her song as a gift and um i wrote the song about she's got a rule a lot of mums do that um we have to come home every Sunday for dinner. Um, I don't live at home anymore. And so, yeah, just the whole concept of the song came up around that. And I thought it'd be really cool to record it and release it right before Mother's Day and just release it absolutely for free and get everyone to send it to as many people as they can or their moms or whoever kind of touched their lives in that way, um, whoever they come home to every Sunday. Well, on that note then, here's a song for Erica's mom and for Adam's mom and for my mom. <laughs> if any of our mothers ever decide to actually listen to this show. <laughs> Enjoy. It's a simple couch, it's not even that nice. The people that walk past it might not look at it twice. It's a simple design, it's nothing special. But you know that I love it cause I sit there with you The conversations we have, the funny things that we do No matter what in the world, I know where I can find you When the rain is pouring down When my dreams fall to the ground You pick me up and make me feel alright And I'm reminded that I'll always feel that way Every Sunday Somebody made my day for a little while They told me that I look like you And I smile, might have strapped it off But there's nothing better And it's the simple things like a cup of tea And that look in your eyes that says you're proud of me And that feeling inside that says I'm proud of you Pick me up and make me feel alright, feel alright And I know sometimes we fight But I hope today I might Get the chance to tell you You pick me up and make me feel alright, feel alright When the rain is pouring down When my dreams fall to the ground You pick me up and make me feel alright, feel alright 
That song was lovely, Erica. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I, I encourage everyone out there to, um, to when it's out, go to ericaviegas.com. Yeah, it should be up in the next couple days. Yeah, and, and download it and send it to your moms and, and send it to your sisters and everybody who is a man or a woman, sisters and brothers, in fact. And and let's try and get this out there as far and wide as possible. Yeah, it, it's kind of a, an experiment for me, too, just in seeing if you put something out... Um, and just let people send it and send it and send it. Does it? How far does it go? Yeah. Kind of, so. Well, maybe. and this podcast has been an experiment for us, and this is a lovely segue into talking about our sponsors. That's right. We, we have more than one. It's true. <laughs> we are no longer a one-trick pony. Um, we absolutely enjoy having those ink-stained wretches at the, the Edmonton, Edmonton Journal, Journal. Uh, sponsoring our show and they have for a number of months now so thank you guys so much for your support but we have a new sponsor as well a uh, a magical place here in downtown Edmonton that teaches people all about design they're called Guru Digital Arts College uh, Owen Brierley is their executive director and I sat down with him over chicken for lunch and uh, sign some papers. So on our website, you're going to see some ads of theirs. And in, in forthcoming shows, we'll have a spot for Guru Digital Arts College. And in fact, a few people that we know have graduated from there or are working on stuff there, including Sally Poulson from the Edmontonian.com. She's working on getting her, I think they give diplomas out. Uh, and she's done some pretty phenomenal web design stuff in the meantime. So if you're thinking about getting a design, uh, some design training, go to Guru Digital Arts College. Uh, you can just look them up on the Googles, and uh, they should be the first result there. So thank you guys so much for your sponsorship, and uh, to our listeners, we'll try not to annoy you with obnoxious ads. But we make no sincere promises there. No, absolutely not, because we, Scott and I have to eat. It's true. We've been eating dirt. As mentioned in our last podcast, we're still looking forward to that steak dinner. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we, we get to struggle with some stuff that you do, although we have day jobs as well, because who doesn't? Who, yeah. I'd love to be able to do this full time, but not yet. <laughs> One day. One day. One day. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about uh, we talked about stumbling blocks. We talked about the music community in Edmonton. Yep. And, and we've got a great... Uh, enriched music community in Edmonton, people from all genres and, and all walks of life. It's great. What are you planning or what have you done to try and get your name out there outside of the city? Well, I've been lucky to have um, some radio play in different places outside the city. L like where? Um, well, I just found out this week. Um, I was My album was in the top 30 chart in Kamloops. 
my first chart. So that was really <laughs> That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I was it was I was very excited sitting at my desk and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 Everyone probably thought I was nuts, but um yeah, so um and a few um, places out east and kind of around Alberta have have picked it up and that kind of thing. So um it's really neat on my website to see where people are hitting from because I think it's like 52 different countries or something that have ended up coming across it and you think like how that how did someone from Taiwan end up finding my music or how did that's really neat um it's the beauty of the internet really yeah um and so I'm hoping uh later this year to maybe do a little bit more uh traveling with Mm -hmm. my music and maybe even go outside Canada for a little bit we'll see like stay on the continent or or are you thinking maybe going across the pond maybe across the pond we'll see we'll see how it all pans out and um just with time and everything else and uh yeah it's hard to know i have lots of visions in my head but when they actually come together we don't we'll see well one day you'll be big in japan (laughs) and that's when you know you'll have hit it yeah that's that's when you've arrived for sure now, but so how did the, all these radio stations like in Kamloops and other places hear about you? You've been sending out emails or, or copies of your EP? Yeah, I, for the most part, just sent out copies of my EP to as many um, of the stations as I could. I kind of looked up uh, stations I thought my music would fit into mm-hmm. um, and then contacted a lot of the programmers and that kind of thing. And some of them um, were interested and some of them weren't. And the ones that were interested kind of have taken it and played it. So that's really cool yeah someone took our podcast and played it and then they got shut down by industry canada oh pirate radio don't do it you'll just get in trouble so you're kind of a big deal i think we can uh, no 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 erica i don't feel like it most we can you are you're officially a big deal (laughs) Yes, people think so. As of right now. (laughs) We have said it, ladies and gentlemen of Edmonton, Erica Viegas is now officially You know, now that I think about it, I actually, I I really like your music. To be honest, it's not something that I might normally listen to. But the thing I love about music is when you know, when you've met an artist, and I knew I was going to meet you today. Yeah. Um, you're just that much closer to them. Yeah. And and their music is that much more meaningful. And that's one of the reasons why I mean I like that you're on social media because I remember I remember when you were like, hey, people follow me and I followed you and you're like, thanks. Yeah. Like you're one of the only people who sent a direct message that wasn't like, thank you for following me at Bingo Fuel. Now please remember to follow my friend Dogface97. <laughs> like, you know, it was it was just nice and and. And so while I might not normally listen to you, I know that now I will always listen to you when you're on the radio. I'm probably going to buy a copy of your EP today. I'm not going to lie to oh, you. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> and when, you said it on air. <laughs> I did, I, and I did, and I'm going to. I have a big wad of cash here, and I hope it won't cost as much as the wad. But, <laughs> but I, I do want to buy it. And I'm looking forward to the day when you appear on some random talk show. Not random talk show, but like a big-time talk show. And I can be like, I interviewed that girl. Cool. We really interviewed that girl. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I I think with the social media, it, it's a real chance to kind of show your personality. And the, I, I think one of the reasons I love music as much as I do is it gives you kind of a chance to connect with people. The weird thing about life is that people don't say thank you very often. Um, and I think that 
when you do make those connections, you stick out in a different way. And it's just kind of working on the CD. Some of the people that I worked with were like, no one's ever said thank you to us when we were finished. In, you know, all the years of being in industry, like uh, the one of the guys that, that worked on kind of finishing off the album, I called him after to say thank you or I he's like no one's ever said thank you to me before and it's just so bizarre to me that people just don't take the time to show that part of their personality or yeah or be great i don't know i think you get bogged down in in thinking about maybe maybe some musicians some artists think about this kind of thing as business you know yeah so you you've paid somebody and that's kind of a way of saying thank you but it's not right no that's true there's there's nothing wrong with being polite yeah. No. Even in a professional absolutely environment, it goes a it goes a really long way. And when you run into that person later, and uh, you're not on their death list, then you can be grateful. Yeah. That they don't want to hurt. Well, you. and it's funny too, you just you saying that because you you do send the messages sometimes, and you think like, oh, does anyone really care? Like, does this thank you mean anything or whatever? And then I think it does. So. Well, I mean, yeah, turn it around. Do you really care when someone? Sends you an email that says, "I really enjoyed that song." Of course you do. Of course You're over I the do. moon, over the moon when that happens. Yeah. Well, and it's it's also a recognition that they did a good job and you appreciate it. Yep. And that's nice to hear, no matter what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, running a multi-billion-dollar corporation or flipping burgers at at McDonald's. It's nice to hear once in a while that you're doing yeah. a good job. Yeah. yeah. Totally. So um, when you recorded your your EP, was it you laying down all the instrumental tracks, or did you play with a band? Um, I played the piano on yeah. it, and I played the guitar on it, and I played, uh, well, and I sang. Yeah. <laughs> I played the voice. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Erica, Erica Villegas <laughs> as Erica Villegas. <laughs> and then uh, my brother uh, played guitar on no some of the tracks. That's really cool. Um, and then uh, my producer, Dave Stoughton, um, played bass on, on it, and uh, he played a little bit of piano and some guitars mm-hmm. and then um nathan kidd was with us and he played drums on it and i got my friend matthias um silvera he came in and played violin on one song right and then um gary colger is in the studio and did some banjo on it so there's 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 a plethora of people that were involved yeah. and it's kind of cool too because you think i don't know and i i'm a bit crazy in this sense but I kind of think that people come together for a reason, and I sometimes wonder if it if it was one different drummer, or I worked with a different producer, or um, I don't know. You know, it would just everything would sound completely different, and it's not. I it's I always think of it as like our music because it would sound completely different if it was a different group of people that yeah. were helping me out. So it's kind of neat. I would have just been like, "Okay, we need to use the voice modulator for this." Because <laughs> I want you to sound like T Pain on this track. <laughs> I think that's really important. <laughs> well, in some of the like practice vocals, we played around with some silly stuff. Really, had some good laughs. But yeah, you must have like a good uh, sort of blooper reel of your own, unless you weren't recording. Yeah. Um, I well, I didn't get to keep anything, but I'm sure they do. Lots of laughs and giggles and I'm sure. bad. Oh, Something they bad, can blackmail you with <laughs> later on when you're successful. In, in life to hear. I love it when when musicians have like um, they'll release albums that have you know secret tracks. Uh, I always get a kick out of that, even though you know I buy a lot of content off iTunes and stuff like that. Yeah, there's still something to be said for that. Those little extra touches, that's for sure. Yep. So uh, when you're when you're playing um, when you're doing your shows live. Yeah. 
do you is it typically you and a guitar you and a piano or do you bring a couple people to sort of back you up it depends on the show most yeah. of the time uh my brother usually comes for sure with me uh he's he, what's his name by the way wayne wayne viegas okay. yes um yeah so wayne viegas moved to calgary um today <laughs> so he will be there for the summer and I'll probably have someone a new Wayne no not a new a different guitar player Ooh, never a new ouch, Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> never a new Wayne yeah um, and just depending on the show and the size of it sometimes I have a drummer sometimes I don't um, yeah and it, it's cool because you can put so many different people into the mix of so. course yeah. I, I want to set a goal for you if that's okay <laughs> okay I would like for you I'm putting this out there. I'm not saying that you have to push to do this, but I, if anyone who's involved with the Edmonton Folk Music Festival is listening, yes, I want to see you. I want to see you there this summer. Yes, I would love to be I there wanna, this summer. I, even if you were doing the in between the main stage sets, playing your guitar, singing to us, I would. I'd love to see you up there. I I would definitely love to be up there too. I've been a volunteer for a couple years, awesome. and. Uh, yeah, if if not even this year, at some point in my life, that is no, definitely a goal. This year, <laughs> C- City of Edmonton. I'm I'm saying it right now. We have to get Erica into the Edmonton Folk Music Festival. I know there's there's room for artists to to do stuff. I want to see you there. Well, what, another big goal of mine for the summer, um, which is like it would just be a dream come true, is to play Lilith Fair when it comes to Edmonton. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, I know they're taking one artist for sure. Um, That's it? From Edmonton. Well, at least one. Okay. And uh, there's a competition starting today um, on a a site called Mm rstage.com, and you can go on there and vote. So go on there and vote, people. (laughs) So you post, like, your profile in a song or something like that? Yeah, a profile in a song. And it's actually really neat just the way the voting works because you have to listen to, like, a snip of every song um, and then rank them. So it's not just like you can go in and vote for your person and get out, which is really cool. Cause you get a chance to listen to all of Edmonton's music. You have to, to make a vote. That's really cool. Yeah. So you get like a nice cross section of Lilith Farish sort of genre. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's our stage.com. Yeah. Oh, you are stage.com. Check yeah. it out, everybody. That's yes, very check cool. It out. So folk fest, Lilith fair, what else? What other festivals are we doing this summer? Uh, I'm doing central music fest in Red Deer, like I said, okay. and, uh, just trying to get out there as much as I can and little um, audition for a couple of them and that kind of thing. So we'll see what cool life is this big unknown. <laughs> that is so cool. I want to, I want to play at a music festival, Scott. It seems really, you don't play music. I play the triangle and I play the kazoo. You should bring me up to play with you. I should. I have a harmonica always, that I can kind of play. There's always room for triangle, harmonica, and kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the geekiest group up there. This wonderful voice playing this Geeky, lovely Geeky, but guitar. not nerdy. No, that's that's correct. And certainly not dweeby. <laughs> no. Because I think that we've demonstrated in this show, at least, that we are not socially inept. So you you haven't just done shows in Edmonton, have you? No. So do you have any like bizarre road stories or stage stories? Anything that stands out about your your experiences performing live that you could share? Um, well, when I when I was younger, I I traveled a lot doing kind of country stuff, like um offshoots. You were a country singer? Yeah, I was one. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, I was one. So, when I was a little girl, I there was this country singer called Susie Bogus that I like really loved and would dress up like her and just I thought she was really cool and so then fast forward to I was probably about 13 or 14 and I got to play at Big Valley at, at on the family stage but so, still you're 13 14 years old yeah 
That's phenomenal. To yeah, me. I can't was, even believe that. It was it was really fun, and they they had I think they they have this family stage where they bring like um sort of more local artists and that kind of thing to perform. And then the day that I was performing, she was performing too. So I actually got to like go front row and see her and that kind of thing. And that was cool to for the first time be like doing a festival where someone you really looked up to was playing. So that was neat. In terms of like crazy road stories, it's always been like a one-off day. Yeah. I've I've played. Uh, where I I was playing with a guy, uh, helping him with his band once, and it was a VLT bar <laughs> where like drinks got thrown at me and what oh, old men hit on me and it was <laughs> I don't think I'll do any more VLT bars anymore. I like, can't think of two more disparate activities. Either hit on the pretty girl or wing beverages at her. Well, it wasn't necessarily at me, but like kind of thrown and then it landed up on the stage and there was cookups left, right, and center, and I saw body parts I never want to see. And it was, it was just one of those nights where I was like, oh, I don't think I ever want to play here again. Makes you rethink your career. Yeah. Wherever there are gambling machines, maybe I don't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Maybe. I don't. I don't play very many shows like that. That's for sure. No, I don't imagine you do. Um, but yeah, after that, I, I, I definitely don't want to play anymore like that. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like gambling. <laughs> well, don't go there. Why for the random hookups and the thrown drinks <laughs> and the part, body parts I never want to see. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, what's your? Uh, what are your next few shows? Have you got any shows booked in the near future here? Yeah. Um, on next Sunday. So May 9th. 9th. Yeah. Um, I'll be playing it on the rocks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, on Jasper Ave. They've got every Sunday night kind of a more acoustic setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really cool. Um, quite a few friends of mine. Actually, every Sunday is good to check out. Uh, but next Sunday, May 9th, I'll, I'll be one of the performers there. And then um, June 3rd, uh, I'll be the performer um, for the YMCA Women of Distinction Awards at Northland. No way. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be really neat. That is awesome. And then um, June 5th, I'll be at Access Cafe. Um, and my I friend... know the people, some of the people who run Access Cafe. It's a Cafe. great little it's town. town. It's yeah. a nice place. It's awesome. They've really, really uh, put in a huge effort to get live music there. Yeah, and I was there last night watching a show, too. My friends were doing, and the acoustics in there are awesome. Was it in there in the basement? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, they have some of the best coffee in the city, I think. Yeah. I've had one of the best lattes in Edmonton there. Axis Cafe, do you want us to mention you more often? Give us a call. (laughs) Adam at (laughs) theunknownstudio.ca. Yeah, no, they're great. Uh, so yeah, June fifth, and I think my friend Lisa and Nicole Grace will be um, performing with me that night. Very so. cool. Yeah, lots to look forward to then, and a summer of blue skies and warm temperatures. And I this hope so. Jerkwaterberg, I love Edmonton. I do. I really do. When once it starts to get nice, I think the city is amazing. Well, like Scott mentioned, Festival City. It's brilliant during the summer. It, it is. makes the winters bearable. It really does. Well, and they've really started to try to bring in the festivals year round with the yeah. Winter Light Festival. Yeah. Because yeah. there is stuff to do in the winter, oh, and a lot of people is. seem to forget that. But there is. My mom and I went um, this morning for a walk, a uh, 10k running room walk in the River Valley. Um, we actually came in last. <laughs> 
but it's not a competition. It was really, it was really embarrassing because he's like, we're just waiting for the last two walkers to cross the finish line. But anyways, you realize how pretty Edmonton is. Um, there's so many amazing River Valley trails and all the rest of the stuff that no one, someone said to me the other day, oh, there's no nice nature in Edmonton. And I was like, there is a lot of nice nature in Edmonton if you know where to go and you don't even have to go far. It's easy to stumble upon this stuff. So the person you were talking to has obviously never left one square block of the city. No, well, I'm just I think, throwing it out like there. Like the the River Valley trails, I had never really gone into them till the last couple of years. Like I knew they were there, but I didn't understand that when you're actually in there, you don't see anything. It's like you're there's no city, there's no anything. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So it's yeah. one of the largest urban parks in I don't want to say the world, but I think in North America, in like, Alberta. For sure. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> it's one of the largest urban parks in Edmonton. <laughs> yes, Actually, that I can say with certainty. Is. <laughs> On that note, I think it's time for you to pull out your infamous... Fast 50. This is always upsetting for our guests. They never <laughs> like for me to whip this out in front of them. More because they are they never expect it. Yeah. Because I think two of our guests ever have previously listened to our show. Yeah, actually. But you have. I have. Yeah, one of my friends was on a little while ago. I was just Wh- who is so. your friend? Roma. Oh, small world. Yeah. We know her. Yes. Were you at her, her fundraiser then? I wasn't at her fundraiser. Oh, God, really? I wasn't. Something else. I think I was performing that. That's day. fine. Uh, that will accept that but she is lovely yeah, yeah she's, she's doing really cool things well I'm, I'm glad that you're familiar with it so i don't have to explain it but for our uh i'm gonna assume one additional listener this time around <laughs> i'll explain the rules it's, it's my mom <laughs> yeah so for erica's mom here's how this works okay well, we're gonna ask erica 15 questions 13 of them are the same questions we ask of every guest and they're just you know random hilarious questions okay two of them are wild card questions tailored oh. specifically to you. Oh. Now you get two passes, so if you get stuck and can't think of an answer, you can just say pass. Okay. And uh, and we try to do it as fast as possible. Oh, okay. Okay, you ready? Okay. Here we go. The Fast 15 with Erica Villegas, number one. Okay. Your favorite food? Uh, Thai food. Your favorite color? Uh, blue. Mac, PC, or Linux? Mac. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Your first vehicle? Uh, Camry. No, it was gray. (laughs) I am such a girl. It was gray. It was was gray and it had four (laughs) wheels. Yes. Okay, your favorite holiday? Uh, India. Your favorite sport? I'm really bad at sports, but I would say like individual sports, like running or swimming. Okay, that works. Does that count? Yes. Yoga. Perfect. (laughs) Is that actually a sport? I don't, I don't think so. It's a way of being. Yes. Your favorite <laughs> yes. pastime? Uh, music. Your or eating. <laughs> eating music. Your favorite music at this particular moment? Uh, probably singer-songwriter. Okay. Right? Yeah. Your favorite movie? Ooh. Too many to say. Maybe one that you've seen recently. One that I've seen recently that I thought was really good. You know, I really liked Avatar. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's acceptable. A lot of people are mad at James Cameron right now. Those people are angry. I just thought it was really creative. So did I. It was. I, I enjoyed it. 
Scott is giving me that look like, you ignorant bastard. I haven't seen it. I really oh, want really? to see New York, I Love You that's playing at the Garnel right now. I think that'd be really, that one looks good. I am not familiar. It's about New York, I'm guessing. Yeah, and there was one that was called Paris, I Love You before. Ooh. Yeah. They're going to do a whole series. Edmonton, I Love You, what would that <laughs> yeah. be like? Just some guy kicking the dirt and being like, it's so cold. <laughs> okay, next question. A uh, movie that you hate, but everyone else seems to love. Oh, that I hate. I hope... I've never seen Delirious. Like, I've only seen parts of it, Eddie Murphy, but mm. my friends used to quote it all the time. So you hate it because you... I did. I, I saw parts of it, and I was just like, I, I don't see... <laughs> just didn't live up to the hype. It didn't live up to the hype, yeah. Was was he wearing a leather suit in that one, too? Probably. Oh, just disgusting. The one movie <laughs> that you get made fun of for liking. Oh, all the, like, sappy, sappy, girly movies, like Notting Hill. And... Oh. Okay. I just... I'm, I'm a girl. I that's, am a girl. That's okay. At heart. Yes. And actually, not just at heart. <laughs> I am. She one. actually is a girl <laughs> physically. Physically, I am. Yeah. All right, so now we're on to your wild card questions. Yes. And I, and I was thinking about what do you ask a musician? Yep. So I came up with past or present. Uh, so if it had existed before and doesn't, uh, or or it exists now but didn't before, yep. what is one music festival you would love to perform at anywhere in the world, past or present? I would actually say, just because I'm from Edmonton, probably the Edmonton Folk Music Festival. Really? Well, we uh, we absolutely have to get her on there. Uh, okay, and then our next wild card question. Living or dead, what other musician would you want to perform with? I think it would be really neat to perform with... Huh. Lots of people. The Beatles would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, or Paul Simon would be really oh, cool. I love Paul Simon. He's supposed to be here today, but... Yeah, no but he cigar. had to cancel it. Yeah. Probably he and Garfunkel are fighting again. Well, Garfunkel had a strained vocal cord, so they're rescheduling. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> From shouting at Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul, you're hogging all the glory. Anyway, that's it. That was the Fast 15 with cool. Erica Villegas. Woo! Very, yeah, you did. No passing at all. Uh, you get 100%. Sweet. Yeah. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> So if we were going to have a topic for our next episode, what do you think that topic would be? That topic would be all about local newscasts. We're going to talk to someone about uh, news in Edmonton, how you find stories, where you get your leads from, that kind of thing. And what it's like to be recognized when you're out grocery shopping. Yes. You and I have that problem all the time. <laughs> Hear we the do voice. now. Why don't you sell booze here? Oh my God, that's Scott from the Unknown Studio. <laughs> Uh, on behalf of Scott, for some reason, because <laughs> I'm sitting right here, but I can't speak for myself. <laughs> I'd like to thank you very much for being on our show. It thank was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you so much for sharing that uh, track with us. Yeah, it was phenomenal. No We're, I'm so glad that we got to debut that. Yeah, me too. I'm and, happy you liked it. And one more reminder, Edmonton, we need to get Erica at the Edmonton Folk Music Festival this summer. Not next summer, this summer. Let's make this happen, okay? Thanks for listening. Thanks so much. You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 23. Our guest, Erica Viegas. Our topic, getting started in music in Edmonton. Reproduction by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening.
kind of stares me in the face and I'm wondering, wondering How did it all work out? Alright Once there was a dark cloud hanging over me Because of you, did